do you even need a financial advisor? Today, we're going to go over the pros and cons of hiring professional help with your personal finances. On this episode, a financial advisor say the darndest things. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things, and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today, I want to talk about mistakes. We all make them. I make them here on the podcast. But on a LinkedIn profile I wrote not too long ago, I said, in everything that we do, we are both the master and the beginner. There are things that we have mastered and there are things we are still mastering. It's this duality of intelligence because obviously we can't be masters at everything. We know the old saying, the jack of all trades, master of none. But let's take this a step further, is that how can we at the same time be the best dad in the world, the best employee in the world, the best business owner in the world, the best basketball player, the best soccer player, the best anything in the world? We can't. So we have to admit that there are some things that we are still learning, even our own crafts. As much as I know, as much as I've been in the industry, over a decade, I've heard a lot of concepts over and over and over again. By the end of the day, I am still mastering my craft. Because somebody once told me that if you're not growing, you're dying. So regardless if you've been in the industry for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, or if your advisor is super smart, if he's not continuing to learn, he's going to fall behind and he will no longer be a master, but slip back into being someone who needs to master more, okay? Now, I mentioned this is because in a recent Forbes article, and, and Forbes is pretty good as far as letting us know about the economy, what's going on in money, and we look at those Forbes lists to see who's the richest man in the world. <laughs> so, so when Jeff Bezos sells off a bunch of stock and loses some of his positioning, we all know about it. So I was very excited when I saw that they wrote an article titled, do I need a financial advisor or should I do it alone? And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I think this is a question that is on a lot of investors mind, including you. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to read a little excerpt from that article. And it says, working with a financial planner, your role in advisor relationship has three main parts. The first, you share your financial information and goals. I actually think this is very imperative because the majority of people who hire a financial advisor, one of the hardest things to do and actually the most time consuming for a financial planner, which costs the client more in the long run, is actually getting all the information necessary. We're talking about tax documents, we're talking about mortgage statements and auto loans and all those kind of things, right? 
we need those things to get a better idea of what your finances look like. And sometimes that takes a while. So number one, you share your financial information and goals. Number two, you evaluate and then accept or veto your advisor's recommendation. Listen, we are here to provide you the options. I love saying this to my clients. I am not here to tell you what to do with your money. I am here to guide you on what you can do with your money. So you got to understand that as humans, we are only going to take advantage of the options we are aware of. I mean, even you listening right now, is anybody saving for the Corvette that's coming out in 2052? No. Why? Because we don't even know that's going to be an option or not. So it's nothing that we even consider. So we're going to choose from the cars that we have available, whether it's an electric car, whether it's a BMW or whatever it is, a Land Rover, Range Rover, whatever your choice of car is. We're going to choose from the options that we have. So as a financial planner, our job is to give you the most cost effective option that also meets your emotional needs. So we're not just talking about what's going to save you money. What's going to make you feel good? Because if it's just about money, I'll just tell everybody to go shop at the Dollar Tree store. <laughs> right. Or I'll tell people oh, just shop at the thrift store. But that's not going to meet your emotional lifestyle needs. We need to make sure we have a good balance. So number three, you fund the recommendations you accept. So the next step is basically if you have an IRA, you have a 401k at other locations, you bring them to the financial planner. And then we start investing, we organize them together. So we have one cohesive plan. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if you have it at another custodian, but we really do need to know what's going on over there. If we're going to give you the best options available, we can't give you options about IRAs if we don't know you have an IRA. That makes sense. So before you choose a financial advisor, I, I want you to think critically about your ability to fulfill these responsibilities. Are you comfortable sharing your financial details? Some people aren't. Some people aren't even comfortable sharing with their own spouse, let alone a stranger. So that's why trust is very important here. Also, speaking up when you disagree and investing money per your financial plan. Okay. You are not giving up your autonomy. You are not giving up your power. You are not giving up your freedom to choose. You are asking a professional for additional guidance so you can make the best decision for your family ideally the answer is a resounding yes yes you're comfortable sharing your financial details yes you're comfortable speaking up when you disagree yes you're comfortable of investing money per your financial plan now if you're not willing to be financially transparent and fund your choices you may get limited value from an advisor perfect all that sounds good right all that information that I just broke down from the article perfect excellent couldn't agree more but this article made one mistake that I just can't agree with I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I, I'm a stickler for details and this detail really sticks out to me here in the beginning they did an excellent job explaining the differences between financial advisors and financial planners they separated them perfectly this is what advisors do this is what planners do this is what advisors do this is what planners do but toward the end they kept using the word 
advisor to reference them both instead of separating them with the titles advisor and planner. During parts of the article, you don't know if they're talking about financial advisors or they're talking about financial planners. And the sad part is that they made the mistake at the most important part when we're talking <laughs> about the money. Yes, pricing, money. How are they getting paid? How are you going to pay them? That is one of the most important distinguishing factors between financial advisors and financial planners. If you're confused at this point, I am a financial planner. I used to be a financial advisor. Okay. I think financial advisors like the overarching term that people know. I'm a financial advisor. I'm a financial advisor. I mean, what do you mean? Do you sell insurance? <laughs> you know, what do you do? Right? Do you work for a broker dealer? Do you work for an independent? What does financial advisor really mean? So here we are drawing a line in the sand saying, this is what financial planners do. This is what financial advisors do. So I'm gonna read a little bit of this article. I'm gonna read a little bit faster. I'm not gonna break down so many points because I really want you to internalize this. I'm also gonna leave a link in the description. So if you wanna read the article for yourself, which I do recommend, because there's a lot of vital information there that teaches you about what financial planners do. So if you're confused of which one to choose, financial advisor or financial planner, you can read this article. It will tell you what we do, how we serve clients, maybe determine if this is a good financial situation for you to hire a financial planner or financial advisor, depending on what your circumstances are. And we go from there, okay? If you're struggling with your finances and looking for an advisor that shares your faith and not just your zip code, uh, be sure to schedule your free consultation at www.adrwealthmanagement.com backslash consultation. Um, if you love the podcast, uh, we are sure you'll also love our faith and finance blog that releases new posts every Tuesday and Thursday, where you can find more articles on faith, finances, and how to avoid some of those financial pitfalls so you can retire and stay retired happily ever after. Just go to our website, click on Christian Media, and you'll have access to all the resources we provide for Christian investors like you for free. Um, before we get back to the show, let me just say, make sure you also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. Just Google AB Ridgeway Wealth Management or check the description below and all links will be provided. Um, keep checking back because our merchandise store is coming soon. So it reads pros and cons of working with a financial planner. There are clear advantages to working with a financial professional and they list them. Your advisor saves you time. This is true. They can research investment options and monitor your investment performance. So you don't have to. I like that. Your advisor is an expert. Depending on your investing expertise, you may see better investment results working with an advisor than by managing money yourself. Once again, I like that. A little biased, <laughs> right? But with any expert, you're going to save time and you're going to save money, even if it is strictly based on their experience. 
Lastly, your advisor can keep you from making expensive and emotional decisions. Now, emotions can be an investor's worst enemy. Putting an advisor between you and your money can create the space you need to stay patient when the market gets volatile. And I agree with that as well, because many of you, the only separation you have between you and your money is your mattress. So when you try to hide money, you put it in the mattress, you put it in your safe, you put it in other pockets and boxes in your houses. But a financial advisor may be a better option than a mattress. Don't tell mattress firm I said that. Now, this is the part that I disagree with. It says there are disadvantages as well, including, watch this, advisors charge for their services. Okay. I'm with them here. Advisors charge for their service. And what they mean advisors, I guess they're referencing advisors and planners. And once again, they're grouping them together. Some advisors charge commissions when you buy investments. Now I'm going to stop mid-sentence here. Some advisors charge commissions when you buy investments. This commission payout is for financial advisors. Okay. Now, some of them may be a hybrid where they may have a management portfolio where they don't charge commissions. But if we're strictly talking about financial advisors, commissions is on that side. So if you're worried about somebody charging you up front or paying for stocks and bond trades and things of that nature, that is coming from the financial advisor portion. Now, when we talk about buying and selling stocks, obviously there's some mutual fund fees and things of that nature that you have to pay, but that is not a commission. That is just the cost of doing business. Is that okay? Now, the second part says others charge an annual fee. Now, this is where planners come in. See, where a planner comes in is that we do not get paid a commission by a third party. Not your annuities, not your stocks, not your bonds, not your mutual funds, nobody. Nobody pays us but the client. This means that conflict of interest where I choose investment A because it pays me more rather than investment B, which saves you more. That doesn't happen. We've picked the right stock and the right bond and the right investment that fits your financial plan. So we get paid for the services we provide for you, not necessarily what we choose. I'm just saying in the nuances of the fee structure that an annual fee is a little bit different than commissions. And I don't want them lumped together because clients need to know they have options. But this article goes on and says this, and this is where <laughs> I guess this is where my red flags came up here. It says either way, advisor fees reduce your net investment return. I wish I had that little sound effect that goes womp, 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 right? Either way, advisor fees reduce your net investment return. Now, this statement is a true statement. Okay, let's not discredit the statement as not true because that would be very deceptive of us. This is a true statement. Your fees will reduce your net investment return. I let that sit in. But I have something else to say. The problem that I have with this statement here is that I did not like how they made paying for a service a disadvantage. They made it seem as if somehow 
making a payment was something that was avoidable. Like, well, you can either hire a professional and pay an annual fee or whatever it may be, or you could not pay anything. It's like, no, you're paying for a service. So you know what? Let me restate this with a different example. So, so you understand how it sounds to me in my financial mind here. Imagine reading an article that says, grocery stores charge for food. When thinking about buying food, the disadvantage of some grocery stores is that some charge you full price for buying apples and others have them on sale. But either way, buying apples will reduce your net worth. Now, doesn't that sound just horrible? <laughs> but either way, buying apples will reduce your net worth. Yeah, I get that. It's an expense. You're buying it. I need the apple. I need food. You're not going to survive. You need an advisor. You need help with your personal finances. It just comes with the territory. So let's keep going. Grocery stores charging for food is not a disadvantage. I think me and you both know that. And lowering your net worth is assumed when making any purchase, as I said earlier. So can you imagine if you read this before going shopping? You wouldn't want to eat apples anymore, or at least think twice before throwing two Honeycrisp apples into your shopping bag. I mean, you couldn't bite into one without thinking that your net worth is dropping. And that is what this article is doing. And I just want to point it out to you because understand this. Planners do more than just make money in the stock market. They help you from making money, losing mistakes. Okay. So the key takeaway today is planners do more than just make money in the stock market. They help you from making money, losing mistakes. So today, when making the decision, if you should go hire a financial advisor or a financial planner, you do need to weigh out the pros and cons. And once again, the link to the article is going to be in the description. So please go check that out as a supplement to this podcast. If you're also struggling with your finances, be sure to reach out to us. I do need to mention that we do have a lot of Christian resources that a lot of our listeners are not taking advantage of. So we have a daily mailing list that goes out Monday through Friday that we send out tips just like these to kind of help you break down some of the financial jargons that you read and see it from a true professional's perspective. Next, we also have Christian resources that you can download. So if you are looking for more Christian resources, I want you to go to our website, www.abrwealthmanagement.com. You can download some of our Christian resources that helps you as a Christian investor prepare your finances and align them with the word of God. And we do that here on the podcast. We do it in our newsletter. So wherever we are on social media or wherever you're hearing this, come track us down. Get your free gifts for visiting the website. It should be located at the top of the screen somewhere. And let's start your journey aligning your finances with the word of God, because here at Financial Advisors Say the Darnest Things, our main goal is to bring the ties, to bring the talents and to bring the time back to the kingdom of God. I hope that you've been blessed. I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. 
If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.